champion one is that there that young adults are hosting volleyball tonight over at HMS. Uh, we had a really good turnout last time, so anyone and everyone is welcome. Uh, just right across the parking lot to uh, play volleyball and uh, yeah, just connect. Uh, champion two. Uh, is this upcoming Friday, we're having our Christmas Eve service. Uh, there, there'll be a candlelight ceremony at the very end of it, but we're looking forward to uh, the program then and uh, all the musical talents that'll be shared. And so, yeah, we just invite you all to come next Friday evening. Campion 3, uh, we have our Christmas tree offering. Um, today during our opening anthem. So when we're singing Joy to the World, all the kids uh, can stand up and collect the offering and bring it up to this basket up here by the Christmas tree and then head back to their seats. Um, and yeah, that'll go for uh, helping the Costa Rica mission trip and some summer camp uh, scholarships. Um, and at this time, I will, will do a reading from Psalms. Psalms 98, 4 through 6. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise, and rejoice, and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm. With trumpets and sound of a cornet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King.
Praise the Lord. From here, it feels like a foretaste of heaven to hear that music and to think about that day when we, by God's grace, will be in that court of heaven. And it is a great pleasure for me as a father to be here with my, my daughter, Eliana. Eliana, this is a special day, a day that Sarah, your mom, and I have been waiting for for a long time. And uh, if we get a little teary-eyed, I hope you'll be okay with us. Because God has answered our prayer. Just like Eliana's name means God has answered our prayer. This is an answer to our prayer. So Eliana, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> because Jesus loves you, and because you desire to live with him in a deep relationship for the rest of your life, it is my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is so, so good, isn't he? We uh, have a heritage. That's the heritage of Adam. And we have Adam's sins and our own sins. And <laughs> we're all freighted with this kind of luggage. But God saw our need. He saw Jonathan's need. And he provided a way. He provided himself. And so today, we're here because Jonathan is committing his life publicly to the Lord. He committed his life to the Lord long ago, but he's committing his life publicly to the Lord today. And Jonathan, we're going to baptize you and you will be symbolically buried in the water as uh, a, a son of man and you will symbolically come out from the water a son of God. And so this is an important day <coughs> for the Lord. It's an important day for you. And it's, <coughs> pardon me, it's my great uh, privilege, my, my great privilege to be able to participate here. And because, Jonathan, you have chosen Jesus long before now to be your um, Savior, and you are wanting to affirm that publicly right now, <clears throat> I, it's my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our scripture this morning is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in strips of cloth, and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. 
I invite you to kneel with me as we pray this morning. Our Father in heaven, it's with great joy that we come before your throne this morning. At your invitation, uh, you're the one who said, come boldly to my throne, to that throne of grace. And Lord, we're thankful for that. This morning, it's the Christmas season where we celebrate the time where you, Jesus, came to this earth on the greatest mission journey in the, in the universe, in the history of the universe. To come down to save lost souls, to rescue us uh, from the sin that, uh, that we're mired in. And so, Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for this Christmas season. We want to thank you for uh, your great condescension in coming to, to this earth. Lord, your people are assembled here before you on this Sabbath morning. Uh, many have burdens. Many hearts are troubled. Many hearts are joyful this morning and can't, can hardly even contain their, their joy, their thanksgiving, their praise to you. Lord, I hold up to you those who are uh, troubled this morning about finances. Lord, I pray that you would be, satisfy all their needs as you've promised you would. I pray this morning for those who are troubled about their health. I pray for Nestor's parents this morning as they're uh, they are having some health issues. Many, many others this morning. We think of the COVID um, virus and those that might be struggling with that. Lord, many, many are those of us who have health issues that we're struggling with. And I just ask that you would reach down and touch them with your healing hand. I pray for those this morning that are um, struggling with their relationship with other people, parents and children, spouses, families. I ask, Lord, that your great love might permeate homes everywhere and that each family here might experience the warm and tender relationship with others that you desire us to have. Lord, may your love overcome all uh, problems and relationships that we have. I pray for those who are curious about you that might be just spectators this morning and haven't really made a commitment. I pray, Lord, that you would make yourself manifest to them, make yourself real to them. Um, may they be unable to resist your great love. I pray, Lord, this morning for Eliana, for Jonathan, as they have just now begun uh, their deep commitment, their total commitment to you. Lord, be very near to them as they grow, that with each passing year they might grow closer to you. We pray this morning, Lord, that this service might draw us closer to you. May we worship you in our hearts. Uh, may this music draw us to the very throne of heaven. Bless the participants, I pray. Lord, we love you. We look forward to that day when we can see you face to face. And may that day be soon, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
loving God, we come together to celebrate your son, whose birth restored hope to the world. In this season of joy, we pray for those who need that hope today. For those in the darkness of despair who need the hope of your light, those burdened by loss who need the hope of your comfort, those surrounded by conflict and war who need the hope of your peace, and those without refuge, the oppressed, who need the hope of your compassionate mercy and justice. Help us, your church, to fulfill your purpose on earth. May we be your arm of hope, reaching beyond the walls of worship into this world. We thank you for the gift of your Son, who alone can satisfy the longing of hearts. Until that day when we see him face to face, we wait with joyful expectation and the blessed hope of his return. Amen.
how happy we are that you are with us today. And I'm wondering if we have any kids out there in the audience. Any kids? Yeah. Any kids at heart? Good. Well, I'm going to need your help because this program, this very special program, has some words. And you know, we didn't have children's story, so all through the program, I want you to listen for some special words. One of those words is hope. So listen for the word hope. I wonder if anybody out there has ever been afraid of the dark, ever. Anyone? I've been afraid of the dark sometimes. So I want you to listen for the word dark or darkness. So what's the first word? What's the first word? Yeah, and what's the second word? Darkness, yes. And I want you to listen for another word, and that word is David. That seems like a funny word in a Christmas program, doesn't it, to listen for David? But the beautiful thing about the story of Jesus is that from the beginning of the Bible all through the end of the Bible, the story is there. It's like a beautiful, beautiful golden ribbon, the story of Jesus. And part of that story of Jesus has to do with David. So we're going to listen. What's the first word? And the next word is? And the third word is? Good. And then I am going to need your help. So at one part of the story, we're going to read together out of Luke 2. That was part of our scripture. We're going to read out of Luke 2. So have your parents, or if you're a little older, pull it up on your phone or look in the Pew Bible for Luke 2, because I'm going to need your help. And when we have that time, we're going to talk about an angel. And so many times when an angel came to talk to people, the angel said one thing first. Do you know what angels a lot of times said to people? Very first thing, do you know what they said? Oh, yeah, so you sort of got that. They said, don't be afraid. So do I have any kids out there that can say really loud with me, don't be afraid, on three? One, two, three. Oh, perfect. So when we get to that point of the program, when I say, and the angel said to them, you're going to say, don't be afraid, right? Really loud. And don't worry if it gets all quiet then, because I need you to be loud. That's what the angels did. So we're so happy to have our families here. And as we start this story of hope, we're going to go through some scripture, and I'll tell you what those scriptures are in case you want to follow along. The stories and the lessons of hope in the dark, the thrill of hope. So we will start clear back in Genesis. Genesis 3, verses 8 to 19. In the cool of the evening, Adam and Eve heard God walking through the garden, and they hid from him. Where are you? God called. Why are you hiding? We were afraid because we're naked. So we hid. Who told you you were naked? God asked them. Did you eat from the tree from which I told you not to eat? In answer, Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the serpent. And God said, Oh, you will have to leave the garden. And this sin is going to cause pain and darkness 
and separation and sorrow. Eve, in great pain you will bear children, and Adam, from this day forward, by the sweat of your brow, you will toil to provide for yourself and for your family. You will battle thorn and thistle and hardship in the dust from which I made you until you die, when you will become dust once more. First poor and needy, lost and ruined by the fall. If you tarry till you're better, you will never come at all. You will never come at all. Children come. Oh, 
In the first part of Genesis, we found out that hope got lost. But now, in Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 to 18, there's a promise of hope. Genesis 22. The Lord called out to Abraham, because you obeyed God and were willing to sacrifice your son, I repeat my promise to you. Your descendants will outnumber the stars in the sky. Your descendants will be more than the sands on the seashore. Through your lineage will come the one who will bless all the nations of the earth, the one who will conquer death. Through your bloodline, my son will come.
Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9, verses 2 and 6 and 7. Yes, I'm waiting for hope. But hope is coming, says the word of God, for the people walking in darkness, those who walk in the valley of the shadow of death, for us, light has come. Those walking in deep spiritual darkness will be flooded with the light of a new dawn. For unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given who will govern us. And these will be his royal titles. Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, leading with justice and righteousness, His kingdom, His reign will be forever. Isaiah 11, verses 1 to 3, 4, and 6 to 9. 
the royal line of David will be cut off, chopped down like a tree. But from the stump will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him in the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight will be in obedience to the Lord. He will defend the poor and the exploited. He will rule against the wicked who oppress them, for he will be clothed with fairness and truth. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will lie down together. The leopard and the goats will be at peace. Calves and fat cattle will be safe among the lions, and a little child shall lead them all. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so shall the earth be full of the knowledge of the Lord. Thank you. 
Okay, boys and girls, what happens when an angel comes? Usually the angel says, Oh, thank you, who's ever back there? Well, good, because we're not ready to say that yet. So when we are, you're warmed up. Do you know that in Luke 1, verses 26 and on, something very exciting happens. But this time the angel was so excited that the angel forgot to say... The angel forgot to say that first because the angel was so excited about the news he brought. The Bible tells us that the angel Gabriel came to Mary and he was so excited he said, blessed are you, rejoice. This is such good news. But Mary was startled and afraid. So then the angel said, That's right. And boy, I'm glad the angels are a little louder than that. Wow. What did the angel say? That's right. And the angel said to Mary, you will have a son, a very, very special son, and you are going to call him Jesus. This child will be the son of God, the promised hope. Because you see, Mary, You are part of the lineage of David. And this precious baby, this son that you will have, he is going to be sitting on David's throne. He will rule over his kingdom forever. Mary did not understand everything the angel was saying to her. But she said, I am God's willing servant. Let your word be fulfilled through me. And then the angel left.
Verses 1 to 3 and 7, our earlier scripture, Luke 2. About this time, Caesar Augustus declared a nationwide census, requiring everyone to register in the city or town from which his ancestors came. Because Joseph was of the lineage of David, he and his very pregnant betrothed wife Mary had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem to register. 
while they were there. The time came for the baby to be born, but every inn, every Airbnb was sold out. And there was no place, literally no place, for the birth of the hope of the world. And so Mary gave birth to this promised son. Wrapping him in strips of cloth, she tenderly laid the Prince of Peace on a bed of hay in a manger used as a feeding trough for animals. Shall reign 
forevermore. I'd like to invite all of the kids to stand up so you're ready. Oh, did I mess up? What's happening now? Well, these kids are going to sing in a minute, but I think I'm supposed to do something first. Good. So those kids are coming up, but I'd like the rest of the kids to stand up. Would you stand up, please? Where's the kids? I got bright lights up here. Oh, thank you, James. Who else is out there? Do I see Connor? Yay. Oh, good. Good. I see some people. Now, at just the right time, what are you going to say? Oh, wow. The angels are going to say, don't be afraid. All right, so now, in Luke 2, I want to invite all of you to read together with me. You can read out of your pew Bible or pull it up on your app on your phone, Luke 2. Luke 2, verses 8 to 16. Now, when you read this, I want you to read it. Like you're excited Jesus was just born, okay? Are you ready? And kids, at just the right time, the angel is going to say to them, and you are just going to belt it out. Here we go. Are you ready? Now, there were in the same country... Oh, I don't hear you. Are you reading with me? Okay, here we go. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said unto them, For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. Keep reading with me. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Oh, oh, oh. 
you so much. You know, one of the things that I think is so amazing about our God is that He cares so much about every single person He creates. He cares about those who walk in paths of life that some might consider lowly, like the shepherds. And yet, in addition to that, he cares about those who are highly intellectual and walk in paths that others might consider a higher place in life. But the King of Kings speaks to each one of us, not just to the shepherds, to the wise men as well. Wise men in Bible times were trusted advisors to the king. They were learned people. They were, prof- they were proficient in math, in science, in astronomy, in medicine. And these wise men were also familiar with prophecy. The prophecy that signaled the birth of the long-awaited hope of Israel. The one who would be king, in fact, the hope of the world. And so, when a new star rose and they examined their prophecies, these wise and learned men left everything behind to follow that star, which led them to the place where Jesus was. And in God's great providence, these wise men brought gifts fit for a king, worthy of royalty, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Kings of earth on a course unknown, bearing gifts from afar, hoping, praying, following yonder star, silhouette of a caravan, painted against the sky, home and searching for the
The Hope of the World, John 1, verses 1 through 14, John 1, 1 to 14, the mystery of hope. Before the world was made, Christ existed. He was with God and was himself God. Out of darkness, shining as the light of life, he created everything that lives. After the fall, the world was filled with darkness again. So the life-giving light, Jesus, came to the world in human form. He moved right into our neighborhoods, walked and worked in the very world he made, though many didn't recognize him, didn't recognize the light and rejected him. Those who recognized him then, and we who recognize him now, open wide our hearts to his light, and he makes us his children. This is our living hope. The light of life shines in the darkness, in your darkness, in my darkness. The light of grace and truth. And no one, no thing, no darkness can extinguish it. Yes. 
world of darkness, despair, and confusion shines the brilliant stars of God's promises, his truth, his hope. God bids us come. Come out of the darkness. Come into the light. Come into the light where there is peace and love and joy and hope. All this is revealed in the word made flesh so long ago, one holy night. Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and 
have Eliana and Jonathan come up. And just wanted to welcome our newest Campion Church members to the church. Uh, we, we pray that God blesses you. Please bow your heads. Go now as messengers of God's hope. Where there is darkness, shine the hope of his light. Where there is conflict, spread the hope of his peace. Where there is despair, share the hope of his gift of eternal life. May you live in service to him whose promise was fulfilled, whose hope is restored and is alive in you through the birth of his son, Jesus. Amen.